There are lots of financial talking heads out there, but there's only one who's local to Tucson. Welcome to Saving with Silverman. Mark Silverman is a certified financial planner, and he's here to help you with your financial questions. Today, we'll try to educate you about the financial world and encourage you to think of solutions to your financial goals. So let's get started. Saving with Silverman starts now. Hello and welcome to another edition of Saving with Silverman. I know that sounds like a movie title. Maybe it's a song title. It has more to do, though, of being a financial title. Saving money we're going to talk about. And maybe your future. And maybe your retirement. We'll do that by talking to your certified financial planner and financial coach, Mark Silverman. Let me just say hi before I go any further. Mark, how are you today? I'm doing good, Steve. It's been a while since we've spoken. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And I'm having a good summer like a lot of folks around here. I stay indoors a lot. (laughs) And uh, we often do things like play cards instead of, you know, running around outside. But, uh, you know, that's the time of year it is. But still, it's a great summer to be thinking about some of the topics we're going to be talking about right now with Silverman and Associates. Because Mark is that certified financial planner professional that we mentioned he is president and he is available to you in the tucson and southern arizona areas if you'd like to check us out online savingwithsilverman.com and you can always call or text so i'll give the number once now and then if you need to go grab a pencil or a pen we'll do it again later on in the program the number is 520-333-7601 remember you can call or text whatever's easiest for you 520-333-7601 on the program today we're going to talk about your financial physical fitness in a lot of different ways with distractions that happen with those shiny objects in the financial world we'll have a few questions we can answer that you have posed as our listeners there are advisor bad signs to look out for today and we'll also talk about right now this segment talking about mark risk tolerance i know it's something that uh, we don't always have to deal with i mean the concept of it uh, what the definition is of it and to tell you the truth you know there are folks like us we don't want to have to worry about that we want someone like you Uh, to take care of that as part of our partnership. So can you tell me, um, how do you describe risk tolerance to someone who either isn't familiar with the concept or really isn't sure they should care about it? Sure, Steve. I mean, really what it is, I mean, they should care about it. But basically what it is, it's your risk preference, risk tolerance. Um, it's, It's your comfort level with risk. And of course, the more risk, the more reward, but the more risk, the more chance of loss. So everybody has a certain risk preference, which has to do with their comfort level, what we call volatility, how much it can go up, how much it can go down. And so it's really understanding those. And the big key factor is time. The more time you have, you tend to have more uh, risk that you can take. But everybody has a different situation. And so we assess risk. Um, We use a a technology, an online tool that really helps pinpoint the risk level that somebody has. And as I tell people when they're going through this, there's no right or wrong when it comes to risk tolerance. It's how you feel. So there's no, you know, it's not a test where you can pass or fail it's how you feel so um it's just it's really understanding that and then relating it to how their current investments are allocated and understanding how much risk they're taking versus how much risk they've indicated they want to be taking their comfort level sure so they have to understand uh, what uh, they feel about risk tolerance and what they can you know what they can live with but then what do you do to get an understanding of what that risk tolerance is for them 
That's a great question, Steve. So the way we do it is if we take on a, a new couple, let's say we have a husband or wife that are coming into the office, we will analyze both of their risk tolerances. Some people like to have a couple do it together. We don't. We want to understand each person's risk because even if somebody's been married a long time, we find that their risk is is different. So we really want to understand it. And like I said earlier, there's no right or wrong. It's how you feel. So we use an online tool to understand the risk. And then what we do is we take it one step further. When we build our custom financial plan for people, we'll actually look at their goals and making sure that their comfort level that they've indicated is on track with their goals. And if it's not, we need to make we might need to have a discussion or make some adjustments there, but those two pieces really have to work together. One, you want to make sure you're taking the right amount of risk that's going to keep you on track for your goals, and two, you have to be taking the, the amount of risk that you're comfortable taking. How much does a client's risk tolerance factor into the plan that you put together for them? It makes a big difference. I mean, we want to really understand their risk, and if they're too conservative or too aggressive, we want to let them know that and show that in relation to their plan and their goals to make sure that they're going to be on track. And if they're not, it's a discussion we need to have that maybe they need to take a little bit more risk or maybe we can actually do the other thing where we can actually take less risk and have them achieve their goals and even be more successful with less risk because we're trying to get them from point A to point B as safe as possible. And that's really what it's about. And that's really why we take a planning-based approach uh, in order to get there. If you want to know more about risk tolerance and maybe what yours is and drill down to develop a plan for yourself, don't forget you can call your financial coach, Mark Silverman, at 520-333-7601. Call or text to start drilling down to make a plan for you. Do you find that most people have a fairly similar risk tolerance? If not, uh, what depends on that? You know, everybody's situation is unique. What I do find is it tends to happen is people become more conservative as time goes on. So when somebody's working and they're saving and those sorts of things, they might be more aggressive. As they're getting closer to retirement and certainly when they become retired or they're in retirement, they tend, again, to become a little bit more conservative. That's not true with everybody, but that's how typically what we find. We also find that usually, not always, about probably 80% of the time, women are more conservative than men. Uh, when we have a married couple, the wife will usually be more conservative than the husband. And so, you know, those are trends that we see. But again, everything's fully customized. So we really do assess the risk of both people. We don't make any assumptions when it comes to risk. We really want to understand. And then one of the the nice things that we can actually do is we can take somebody's, uh, how they've indicated that they've answered the questions and show them their current investments without even moving uh, their accounts and show them how much risk they're actually taking versus how much risk they've indicated they want to be taking and show them the difference. And we can actually back test it and show them if we had another market correction like we had in 08, what they would stand to lose, et cetera. So it's really understanding risk. And it's important that people understand it before after it's happened. You know, if you ask people in 2007, you know, how they felt and everybody was kind of uh, after we'd had such a long run, everybody wanted, you know, greed had come in and everybody wanted to take a lot of risk. Uh, fast forward to, you know, 08, when the markets took a huge hit, uh, everybody wants to be conservative. And unfortunately, we can't time the market. So it's important that you take the right amount of risk that's appropriate, one, that you're comfortable taking, and two, that's going to keep you on track for your goals. But everything is a risk. So it's uh, that's why you kind of develop what you feel comfortable with, uh, for sure, because uh, then you'll know how far you want to stick your neck out. I remember doing that around that time was starting out small doing a couple of things having some good success and it gradually got to a little bigger of an investment and then when it got to the biggest one that we were attempting that's when everything kind of fell out so it's you know timing's everything 
And it's true. And it's not, you know, it's not always the wind, but the set of the sail that, that that's one of the terms that we like to use as okay. far as um, we can adjust that. Yep. The wind quit blowing on my money for a while there. I know <laughs> what you mean. All right. How about an example of a plan that you've designed recently for someone with a very low risk tolerance? Sure. We just had a, a, a case recently, a, a husband and wife that came in um, and they were actually they weren't as conservative as they thought they were, um, but they were sitting um, in a tremendous amount of cash, which, as we know, um, it's important that you have a certain amount of cash for emergencies and, and liquidity and things like that. But anything more than that, um, and we tell people at least three to six months, in some cases, we'll, we'll hold up to 12 months worth of expenses um, that should be liquid. But any more than that, you're really losing purchasing power. And so we were able to show them given their risk tolerance, that if we change some of the allocation, move some of that cash into actually fixed income or bonds, uh, that we're able to enhance the return and actually make their plan a lot more successful than it would have been had they just kept doing what they were doing. So, uh, And that's just one of the examples. We, we see that a lot, where a lot of people are sitting in cash, not knowing what to do with it, but that's why you got to have a strategy and really understand long-term that's not a good solution. All right, we are talking about risk tolerance. Um, how about you? Have you thought about it? Have you had a discussion of it? Do you need to talk with somebody who's in, you know, a, a coach in, in developing a plan for your risk tolerance and what to do today, tomorrow, and in the future? You might want to make that call to Mark Silverman. And Mark, I, I know you have a uh, the white paper uh, out and available now. Would you tell us a little bit more? Because I, I need an explanation of what the white paper is in the first place. Sure. So uh, I have a white paper that I wrote called the top 10 mistakes people make in retirement. And this is something that I've seen people do the right things and wrong things that I've seen over the last 20 plus years in this in this industry. And so I'm happy to provide it to anybody. All we need is your full name as well as your email address. And I'll be happy to get that that white paper over to you. We email it out to you. Uh, I'm happy to share that with anybody that's interested. And again, so, you know, whether you're a first time listener to the show or you've heard me for a long time, if anything I've said makes sense, resonates with you now, this is your chance to come into my office and have a conversation with me to go through the process we call the financial physical. And I can assure you, I will not be trying to sell you investment or insurance products. I repeat, this is not a sales meeting. Rather, we're going to discuss your values and goals, honestly, in a way you probably never have. This consultation is designed for both individuals as well as couples. However, if you are married, it is mandatory that both spouses attend this initial meeting. So whether you're still working or already retired, this is a great opportunity to see what it looks like to work with someone who's actually required to have a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your best interest at all times. And as part of the financial physical, we will discuss your cash reserves. We just made a mention of it. Your debt, if you have any insurance, all different types and how to best allocate your assets. And we'll even benchmark where you are now financially compared to where you want to be. So you have an even better perspective of what's required to achieve your goals for the reasons that are important to you. And this will become the foundation for developing a plan that gives you the highest probability of making that happen. This meeting will be valuable to you whether or not we decide to work together. There is no cost or obligation for this initial appointment. However, it is best suited for people who have saved at least $250,000. And as you probably are aware by now, Steve's mentioned it a few times, I am a certified financial planner professional, and I believe I'm the only one on the radio locally here in Tucson. And the going hourly rate to meet with a CFP such as myself can cost as much as $300 an hour. So this is a tremendous value and chance to finally get your financial house in order and keep it that way. And your only commitment is an hour or so of your time. We do try our best to help everyone. However, our slots do fill up quickly, so I can only guarantee a complimentary meeting for the next 10 people that contact us right now. 
Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. Call the number or text 520-333-7601. 520-333-7601. Remember, you can call or text your certified financial planner professional, Mark Silverman. Have your financial physical. I know. I went to the doctor the other day, and you, you get a little older. You take a few, you know, pills here. You have to take some medicine for something. It just, it's just the way life is. But when you go back to the doctor, you always have that discussion about: Should I continue to take this? Will Will this conflict with that? Will they Will they somehow harm each other if I do these two things at the same time? Well, that's what your financial physical is all about. To discuss where you've been. What are you doing? What are you not doing anymore that maybe you should be doing? And what should you be getting ready to do for tomorrow? Call Mark Silverman at Silverman and Associates at 520-333-7601. Remember, you can call or if it's more convenient, text 520-333-7601. You're hearing Saving with Silverman. More to come. Distractions, your the mailbag will check on some of your questions and just be back in a minute. Mark Silverman is a lifelong Arizonan, and his firm is based right here in Tucson. When you come in for a visit, you can expect someone who's familiar with your community. At Silverman & Associates, our relationship with you is most important to us. We want to build you a financial plan that's unique to your goals. No generic products no corporate red tape, just friendly folks looking to give you a comprehensive approach to retirement planning. Come in for a visit today and let us help you build a meaningful retirement. Call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. Do you ever feel like you need Superman to help you with your financial crisis? I've got you. Well, we're not superheroes, but we can save the day when it comes to your finances. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman. Glad you're with us. Saving with Silverman, the name of the program today. I'm Steve with Mark Silverman, your president of Silverman & Associates, your certified financial planner professional. And Mark is available by calling or by texting 520-333-7601. Mark says, because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life, let's make sure that you have more money. Let's talk about in this segment, Mark, the distractions in the financial world, because it can be easy to get distracted by the shiny objects that are in it. What are the distractions that we should be on the lookout for? I know I think of things like, and maybe when I mention that, people are thinking of, you know, gold and precious metals. But actually, I've got five other uh, designations here that I think would be interesting to talk about. Uh, And here's the first one, and that is the shiny object distraction of sales brochures. Well, I I mean, I think if you're buying something based on a sales brochure, your advisor is not really uh, doing a very good job of explaining or even looking at your overall plan. I can tell you through our process, Steve, when we build a plan for people, whether they just choose to implement the plan through us or through somebody else, everything is laid out. So it's just a matter of what's going to work best. So if you're 
just being sold something and you're given a brochure and you're trying to help be told to figure it out yourself and trying to look for uh, the pros and as well as the cons based on the sales brochure. There's probably not the level of trust with the advisor or maybe you're having second thoughts about uh, what they're you're being sold something and nobody wants to be sold, but they're not really providing value and explaining things and telling you what's in your best interest and explaining the pros and cons to you and if, if you're just being handed a sales brochure. That's not the way we do things here, I can tell you that. Well, there's got to be a few times, though, that the sales brochure was your first contact of interest. No, <laughs> not really. No? No. I mean, I, a sales brochure is just meant to, it's like it says, it's a sales brochure that has disclosures and, the, and those yeah. sorts of things. But you should you know, read the fine print, that sort of thing. You should be working with someone that's going to lay that out for you and explain things to you and say, here's the pros and cons. This is your plan. This is how this can benefit you or not. Again, if you're giving sales brochures, it's 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 like you know you're trying to figure it out yourself okay. and and that's not why you'd want to work with an advisor if you have to figure it out yourself why pay an advisor okay i hear you saying that the brochure giveth and the fine print taketh away exactly all right exactly shiny object distractions in the financial world hypothetical projections you know, I think, you know, we, we do projections and assumptions when we build financial plans, but hypotheticals, depending on what it relates to, if it's a, an annuity, I would say you always want to look at, you know, worst case scenario, what the guarantees are. Um, if you're being sold an annuity, if you're looking at life insurance illustrations, projections, those sorts of things, again, you want to look at those things and really understand those. And if you can live with the worst case scenario, then you should be fine. Um, but don't buy things based on best case scenario, which is probably uh, never going to happen again or, or, or highly unlikely to happen. So again, if you're working with an advisor and you've got a level of trust and they built the plan, it's just all these pieces of the puzzle should go together. If not, then I think you're in a position where um, maybe it's not the type of relationship that, that's going to serve you well. Now, and if many of your investments, as you check them out right now, are at the worst case scenario, maybe it's uh, the best excuse that you could possibly have to give Mark Silverman a call or text him at 520-333-7601. Here's another uh, topic of uh, distraction in the financial world. It is uh, those pesky testimonials and references that we look at. Well, you know, testimonials and references, let me tell you, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, I can tell you if anybody's securities licensed, you're not allowed to do testimonials uh, and provide references um, because testimonials, one, you're not going to get a bad testimonial from somebody yeah. uh, and they could be made up quite honestly because you can't disclose a name. And two, as far as references, we have a privacy policy statement that we have to adhere to. So we can't share clients and tell somebody that we're working with somebody else. We have a strict confidentiality rule regarding that. So anybody that's securities licensed, you can't do that. Where you see people doing this are the people that are just insurance only licensed, i.e. they're selling annuities or they're selling life insurance, they're insurance only licensed. And I'm insurance licensed, but since I'm securities licensed, we're not allowed to do that. How we get around that is is I have a A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So people can go on and see I'm an accredited business with them, no complaints, knock on wood. Um, and that's that's one way. But we can't provide, we can't share clients if, you know, we can't sell you or working with so-and-so. It's, 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 it's illegal if you're securities licensed, so be careful with that. Well, these are all good things to know. I'm, I would never have thought of it in some of this context that you're providing today. Advisor awards, are those a distraction? You know, advisor awards, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people tout how great of an advisor they are. Or they've won an award or they're, you know, done this or done that. I think, you know... Uh, 
as far as the value that an advisor provides should be the most important thing. When an advisor is successful, what does that mean? Does that mean they're they're per- currently they're successful for themselves? They're making a lot of money for themselves, or is or are they successful for their clients? Meaning that their clients are financially successful and able to achieve their goals that they've set out to achieve. I think in, if I was a client, that's more important to me is to make sure that uh, if I'm a client that I'm successful rather than my advisor winning a bunch of awards or or accolades and that sort of thing. You want somebody that's going to do a good job for you. Well, we'd have to agree with that. Uh, who wouldn't? Who would argue with uh, making me more money? <laughs> and it's not so much as making money. It's making sure that they're doing a great job as far as taking the right amount of risk that's going to help you achieve your goals. Yeah, you need to make money, of course, but you you don't want somebody that's taking a bunch of risk with your money and then you end up losing a bunch of money because they took a bunch of chances with your money. You want to make sure they're they're doing the right job and, and, and being prudent and understanding risk and, and reward and goals and, and all those sorts of things and making sure that they're providing the right advice and they're accountable to you. I think I hear you saying that it isn't all about return. Obviously, that's a factor, but there's many more things going into uh, what a good advisor will do to uh, help make your retirement more successful. Absolutely. If it's about just return, then you would advisors would put their clients into the most aggressive investments out there. And when the markets are going up, like we've seen, they'd be making a ton of money. But when the markets go down, they'd be losing a bunch of money. But remember, it's not the advisor's money, it's your money. So you want to make sure they're taking the appropriate amount of risk that that that, that you're able to um, withstand as well as going to keep you on track for your goals. One more supposed distraction uh, of shiny objects in the financial world would have to do with professional designations. What do you think about those, Mark? You know, I think designations are important. Um, I mean, the most the the most widely recognized designation, the best designation in our industry is the CFP, a certified financial planner. And so, you know, if you're going to be working with someone, if you're going to vet, you know, whether you want to work with someone or not, I would make sure they're at least a CFP. If they're not, ask that person, you know, him or her, why or why not? I can tell you there's probably not a good reason. There's lots of designations that are out there. The CFP is the most widely recognized. There are a lot of designations out there that don't even mean anything. There are designations that you can get within a couple hours of an open book exam. That's probably not something you want. You want something that's going to um, stand out. And, uh, and in my opinion, and there's a lot of stuff online that you could read about, the CFP is probably the best designation that, that you could have to work with someone. So it kind of sounds like the uh, PhD of uh, college degrees, but uh, what does that really mean? I mean, what is the difference in a CFP, um, you know, compared to somebody that has a certification? I mean, can you give me a little insight as why is sure. it that much better? Well, I mean, if you're a CFP one, you've got to be vetted. You've got to have a college degree. You've got to have at least three years of industry experience in this industry. Um, you've got to pass a background exam. You've got to show that you have continuing education that you have to meet on an ongoing basis. You have to adhere to their ethics policy, which also requires you to act as a fiduciary, uh, which is a huge benefit. Um, you have to disclose everything. You have to follow a certain process. There's a 10-hour exam that you have to pass, which I can tell you is no easy task. I, uh, I don't want to have to do it again if I had to, but it, it takes a lot of time. And it, it just shows that you're committed to the industry. You have a background in estate planning, tax planning, investment planning, insurance planning, company benefits. Fits, uh, ethics, you know, so it's very, very comprehensive. And like I said, there's other designations that are that are that are good that are out there, but nothing is good as a CFP. And I think most advisors will admit to that. Um, and you know, being certified, being a finan- certified financial planner is is different than somebody saying they're a financial planner. You know, you could have somebody that sold you your home and auto insurance call themselves a financial planner. The term is used very loosely, just like financial advisors. And I've said this before, Steve. A lot of advisors. Um, 
call themselves advisors when quite honestly, they're just there to sell, you know, investment or insurance products. They're more salespeople than they are uh, advisors. I imagine there's uh, some continuing education that goes along to keeping that certification too, right? Absolutely. You have 30, we have 30 hours we have to do every two years. So you have to keep keep up with uh, what's going on, which is what you want. If you're in this industry, you should be keeping up with, with changes. If you're not, then you're not really doing your clients any good. <laughs> Especially since nothing stays the same and the changes are always... No, and, and change is sometimes a good thing. I mean, yeah. not, not always, but I'd say the most part, you know, fees have come down. I mean, there's been a lot of great enhancements for the for the clients. Um, and so if you're working with an advisor that's still doing things, you know, that we were doing 20 years ago, that's probably not a good thing. Yeah. Imagine you're probably right. Well, you've developed over time and all these uh, the years that you've been doing this, your financial physical. And yep. I'm sure that the, this process, you didn't start out with this process, but, uh, you know, as part of your own education of uh, what would work and what's best for clients, you've uh, come up with this. Would you explain it to us? We've, you know, you have to constantly evolve and, and where I am today is based on the things that the experiences that I've gained throughout my career. So, um, if you like what you heard so far, what I want to offer you is just like you get a second opinion on your health. Why wouldn't you get a second opinion on your wealth? So whether you're a do it yourself or already working with someone, this is now your chance to come in and go through the financial physical, just like Steve had mentioned. Do you know what your investments are costing you? If you're still working, are you on track to have the type of retirement you've always envisioned? Or if you're already retired, do you know if you or your spouse are at risk of running out of money while trying to maintain your current lifestyle? So whether you're a financial delegator or validator, we can help. And I can assure you, I will not be trying to sell you investment or insurance products. I repeat, this is not a sales meeting. In this initial meeting, we're going to address issues of importance to you, provide an overall view of your situation, and give you some general advice on what needs to be completed. This consultation is designed for both individuals as well as couples. However, if you are married, it is mandatory that both spouses attend this initial meeting. So whether you're still working or already retired, this is a great opportunity to see what it looks like to work with someone who's actually required to have a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your best interests at all times. This meeting will be valuable to you whether or not we decide to work together. There is no cost or obligation for this initial appointment. However, it is best suited for people who have saved at least $250,000. And as you probably are aware, I am a certified financial planner professional, and I believe the only one locally here on the radio, and the going hourly rate to meet with a CFP such as myself can cost as much as $300 an hour. So, this is a tremendous value and chance to finally get your financial house in order and keep it that way. And your only commitment is an hour or so of your time. Just as you want to reach a healthy life from a physical standpoint, you may also want to reach and maintain great financial health. So our financial physical is just what the doctor ordered. We do try our best to help everyone. However, our slots do fill up quickly. So I can only guarantee a complimentary meeting for the next seven people that contact us right now. Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. All right, you seven get to the phone or text 520-333-7601. 520-333-7601. The best opportunity to plan for retirement is while you have a paycheck. And Mark will put your portfolio through a financial physical, make sure that it's up to the test to survive and thrive in retirement. When you no longer have a paycheck, wouldn't you like to continue to have a play check? You can do that by calling Mark Silverman at 520-333-7601. Remember, you can call or text in the Tucson and Southern Arizona areas and have Mark's attention, the white paper in a financial physical by saving with Silverman at 520-333-7601. Again, 520 
720-333-7601. Call or text. Thank you for being with us, and stay with us. There's more to come on Saving with Silverman. At Silverman & Associates, we believe you deserve a financial plan that's customized to your situation. That's because no one strategy could possibly fit your unique needs and goals. From strategizing to execution, our goal is to give you undivided attention. Come in for a visit today and learn what it looks like to put your retirement dreams into action. Call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. If you've ever asked yourself, what a well-balanced financial portfolio looks like. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman, and you'll find out. This is Saving with Silverman, and you are hearing Steve Gramsey and Mark Silverman, your certified financial planner professional. He is president of Silverman and Associates and is serving the Tucson and Southern Arizona areas. If you'd uh, like to do some exploring, you can uh, check us out at Saving with Silverman. Dot com. Mark, in this segment, uh, we are going to talk about I- advisors, and uh, not all advisors are fiduciaries, although they're supposed to be. Uh, not all advisors uh, have an agenda that uh, seeks out the best interest of the client. But it's uh, helpful if you're interviewing advisors or you want to uh, seek a new one, as an example, that you have an idea of what is a bad advisor. So let's let you give some ideas on how we can spot a bad advisor. How can you tell the good ones from the bad ones? I have um, five I'd like to pose with you. Bad sign number one, a long resume. Well, I think, you know, people do make changes. I mean, I've certainly worked at, you know, my background, for those of you that haven't don't know, uh, you know, I started off on the brokerage side right out of college. In fact, I was on working interning at U of, when I was at U of A for a brokerage firm and then went on to work for another brokerage firm right out of college. And that's where I started my career uh, and gained my experience that way. And I went to work for a couple banks here in town as well. And so, you know, people have to get experience and you and you kind of move around from one to the other. But that's really kind of helped me evolve. And that's kind of where it got me today. But, you know, if people are moving around each and every year and going from one place to the next, um, that's probably not a good sign. Uh, yes, there's always reason for change and the industry is changing. Um, but if somebody's been bouncing around a lot, uh, that could be a, a cause for concern. Okay, bad sign number two. One size fits all. That's true. And I, I, I tend to see this again, where people are more financial salespeople than they are financial advisors, meaning uh, they're trying to, to sell, whether it be an annuity or a certain product that everybody should have. It's a, or a hot stock tip or a certain mutual fund, whatever it might be that they think everybody should have. And I don't agree with that. I think you have to look at each, each person's situation, analyze it. Yeah, there might be, you know, two different people might need the same type of solution, but you can't just assume uh, before somebody even comes in the door that, that everybody you know, is going to, one thing's going to work for everybody. I think the first thing everybody does need though, is a plan, not a product, but a plan. And so I will stand by that. To have a discussion about uh, Mark and your situation, call 520-333-7601. Remember you can text as well, 520-333-7601. Talking about bad sign, maybe number three, I always thought it was easier, Mark, um, as a broadcaster uh, to sell yourself uh, because people were always listening to me on the radio, which was easier for me than trying to sell a widget. And there are some people who probably are like that. They're, they don't have the aptitude uh, maybe to uh, 
and have the charisma or maybe to sit down and develop chemistry or take the time to get to know somebody or they don't have the interest. They just are good at selling things. So is it a bad sign to always be in a sales mode? Well, you know, and some people might argue with me, but I don't consider myself a salesperson. Um, what I'm really doing is I'm providing advice. We call it, uh, you know, planning advice, accountability, whatever you want to call it. But I'm not I'm not here to sell. What people are buying is they're buying into my process as far as having me build a plan for them, which is really analyzing their situation of where they are today and where they want to be and, and giving them the right advice to get them there or tell them, even tell them if they're on track and then, you know, helping develop uh, what the investment strategy should be and all these other different pieces that go along with that. Um, so I really don't consider what I do sales. Uh, some people might argue, but, you know, it's building trust and building rapport and you have to have the right chemistry um, with the clients and not, I'm not a right fit for everybody and everybody's not a right fit for me. So just as somebody can determine if they want to work with me, we need to determine if, if we want to work with somebody else and we want to make sure we can add value before we go down that road. And so it really is, um, not selling, but providing advice and, and, and helping people the best possible way that we can. And again, uh, it really comes down to making sure that, uh, that the trust is there and that we can help them. And if they don't trust us and we don't trust them, it's not going to be the right type of relationship. How do you how do you determine? You mentioned that it's not a good fit. How do you determine that it's not a good fit for you? Sure. So um, before we actually engage a client, we will uh, uh, have a meeting and determine if we're a good fit or not. And then throughout that process, when we build a financial plan, that usually takes somewhere between three, four, sometimes five meetings uh, in order from from start to finish on building a comprehensive financial plan. And during that time, uh, we might determine that we want to help uh, implement that plan through us, whether it be through investment management or whatever else we might decide to do. And they might not be comfortable with us. We might not be comfortable with them or uh, we just might not be a good fit. So that gives us time. You know, trust takes time to build. And so through multiple meetings, we're able to do that and determine if this is somebody that we want to work with and they can determine if we're somebody they want to work with. And, you know, sometimes that works out. And in some cases it doesn't. And uh, if either party decides that we're not a good fit, you know, hopefully we can still be friends, but we will respectfully disengage and, and, and determine that we, we don't want to have a relationship with them on an ongoing basis uh, and, and we're not a good fit for them, just as they can determine that we might not be a good fit mm -hmm. for them. So. All right. Well, in this segment of Saving with Silverman, we're talking about how to spot a bad advisor. And bad sign number four, uh, would you say that someone who does very little information gathering would be suspect? Yeah. I mean, if somebody's there and all they want to see is your investment statements or you know, how much money do you have and they've already got the solution and trying to sell you something um, – that's not in your best interest. I think a lot of people that, that come into our office that go through this, they've either been sold something or they're working with an advisor um, that's maybe invested them in some mutual funds or sold them an annuity or whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, they don't really know where they stand in relation to their goals. And the advisor doesn't know, and they certainly don't know either. Um, and I think people want something different. I think people want more from their advisor than that. They're really looking to have questions answered, see where they are, and give an advice more so than just being sold something. So if they're not asking for your tax returns, if they're not asking for your, your statements, your insurance statements, and we look at all different types of insurance. We'll look at life insurance. We'll even look at health insurance statements. Um, we'll look at home and auto, um, you know, making sure they have an umbrella policy. We really look at the whole picture. You know, what's your debts? You know, what's your budget? You know, Social Security, are you taking? it, you know, what are your projections? If you haven't taken it, how, help with those decisions. It's really looking at everything. And if an advisor is not asking all these questions, not looking to see all these, you know, how could they really give you advice that's in your best interest if they're not willing to take the time to look at everything? 
Yes, I agree. I've had some advisors uh, in the past that just were wonderful people, nice guys. Um, I I thought they were more so wonderful uh, when I met them uh, than I do today. But as people, I still think they're they're great guys. But but I, I don't hear from them much and. And it's something where they sold a product, but I'm I'm not even getting a phone call once a year. I get an email once a year that's probably generated by the parent company to say that. So bad sign number five, and it's the worst one for me. It's not reaching out and having any communication on their part. That's probably the number one reason why we meet with people who have an advisor that they're not happy with. And I hear that a lot. You know, they're nice. You know, he's, he's a nice guy. She's a nice she's a, a nice person, you know, whatever it might be. But it's more than just, you know, you've got to look out for your best interest. It's more than just being somebody being nice. I assume they're nice if you've worked with them or you probably wouldn't have done business with that person if they weren't nice. Um, but are they serving you well? Are they doing the best job possible for you? And the number one thing we hear is no communication or lack of communication. That's the key. And like I said before, if we're taking on a relationship to work with someone, I have to be able to make sure that I have time on my calendar to meet with them on a regular basis. And I meet with all my clients anywhere from any, anywhere from two to four times per year on average um, to, to making sure that we're doing the best job possible because we want to understand, you know, making sure that we do the best job. In order to do that, we need to know what changes are going on with them. Or do they have enough cash flow? What are their concerns? What's keeping them up on night? Do we need to make changes to the portfolio given a change in their situation? You know, what's going on with the market? All these different things need to be taken in consideration. So if there isn't communication and you don't feel comfortable and feel like your advisor's reaching out to you on a regular basis or responsive to you even when you reach out to them, that's not a good relationship. So um, again, this is a trust business. It's a relationship business. And so if you don't have the trust there, if you don't have a good relationship, uh, you need to seek out, even if the person's a nice person, uh, you need to seek out somebody that's going to to do the best job possible for you and your family. Because at the end of the day, it's your money. Well, we've talked about a cost of a plan. And obviously, costs are worthwhile when they have the results that we had hoped for. But you, you talked about you know staying in touch, having advisors uh, be in touch three, four times a year, having regular meetings. Isn't there an ongoing cost for that? There is. I mean, there's a cost to, 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 to doing that. But if you're, if you're working with an advisor that's not reaching out to you, maybe they sold you a commissionable product where you never heard from them again because they got, quite honestly, got paid. Uh, and so they're not responsive. They're more reactive than proactive. We're very proactive with our clients. So there is a cost to doing that. And unfortunately, the cost is, is going to cost you, not the advisor. Advisor. Um, so you need to make sure you're working with someone that that's 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 proactive and that's going to help you and and address your concerns and and provide the t- the right type of advice that's always in your best interest. So we talked about bad advisors or at least signs that they may be things like long resumes and one size fits all that kind of approach. Somebody that's more selling than they are gathering of information, and certainly someone who wanted to talk to you once but seems to never want to chat with you again. Those are things you need to look out for. Now, Mark, we know that you're a different kind of advisor, a certified financial planner professional to be exact, and that you will prepare plans for folks under the under the criteria that you've talked about, and that is trust and being a fiduciary and having some compatibility. So uh, tell us what will happen when we do make that call at 520-333-7601, and we sit down for that first time. 
We're going to open up the phone lines again. So again, whether you're a first-time listener to the show or you've heard me for a long time, if anything I said resonates, makes sense, now's your chance to come in and have a conversation with me to go through this process we call the financial physical. And I can assure you, we've made it. We've talked a lot about this. I will not be trying to sell you investment or insurance products. I repeat, this is not a sales meeting. This is a lot different from all the other radio shows that are on this station. Rather, we're going to discuss your values and goals in a way, honestly, you probably never have. This consultation is designed for both individuals as well as couples. However, it is mandatory that if you are married, that both spouses attend this initial meeting. So whether you're still working or already retired, this is a great opportunity to see what it looks like to work with someone who's actually required to have a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your best interest at all times. And as part of the financial physical, we will discuss your cash reserves. We'll talk about your debt if you have any. We'll talk about all different types of insurance and how to best allocate your assets. And we'll even benchmark where you are now financially compared to where you want to be, so you have an even better perspective of what's required to achieve your goals for the reasons that are important to you. And this will become the foundation for developing a plan that gives you the highest probability of making that happen. This meeting will be valuable to you whether or not we decide to work together. There's that trust and building rapport uh, that we just talked about. There is no cost or obligation for this initial appointment. However, it is best suited for people who have saved at least $250,000. And as you probably are aware, we've mentioned it several times, I am a certified financial planner professional, and I believe the only local one that's on the radio here in Tucson. And the going hourly rate to meet with a CFP such as myself can cost as much as $300 an hour. So this is a tremendous value and chance to finally get your financial house in order and keep it that way. And your only commitment is an hour or so of your time. We do try our best to help everybody. However, our slots do fill up quickly. So I can only guarantee a complimentary meeting for the next five people that contact us right now. Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. You'll feel good if you've uh, made a phone call and you know you could possibly have a plan for retirement in the works and it only takes an hour to find out whether or not that's something that two of you would like to move forward on. Call Mark Silverman at 520-333-7601. Remember, you can call or text this number, 520-333-7601. Mark is a certified financial planner professional, and uh, there aren't a lot around the area that you are right now in Tucson and southern Arizona So why not have Mark sit down with you as the president of Silverman Associates and set your mind to ease and a retirement plan in progress. Call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. This is Saving with Silverman, and we'll continue in just a moment. Planning for retirement shouldn't be a mystery. So why is it so easy to get bogged down with financial terms and advisors who try to offer you a sales pitch? At Silverman & Associates, Mark Silverman and his team take pride in looking after their clients' best interests. Schedule a complimentary review of your situation. Call or text 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. It's time to get to know Mark Silverman just a little bit better here on Saving with Silverman. Now on Saving with Silverman, it is our portion of the program where we do a bit of getting to know Mark Silverman. What will he say? What will the example be? Let's find out. Here's your question, Mark. If you could be present for one event in history, what would it be? Have you ever thought about that? I really haven't. Um, I would have to say, you know, um, 
my grandparents' generation, which they call the greatest generation, um, and unfortunately, my grandparents have all since passed. Um, but being around when they were children probably would have been something, you know, because I have a lot of clients that are still with me that were uh, in that generation. And just the way that they do things, I think if, if uh, our society did things the way that they did, you know, live within their means and that sort of thing, I think our, our country certainly and our world would be a much better place. And so just probably, you know, living through that uh, and seeing what my grandparents were like when they were children, um, not necessarily an event, but, you know, during that time period would would uh, certainly be fascinating to me. I think that's a good answer, too. You know, I'm, I'm not thinking actually an event in history when I think. I think about when my parents and how my dad worked for um, General Motors. Okay. And he was 39 years there. And in those years, they had a great pension plan, and they had a lot of stock that was very, extremely valuable that was part of their paycheck. And so I would like to go back yeah. and be able to ensure my retirement a little bit better by having some of those options. And they're just not around like they used to be anymore. The, the, the pensions aren't around. Stock options aren't really around that much anymore. And, yeah. you know, uh, people working for a company for 39 years, it's almost impossible these days. Even if you wanted to, it's it's impossible with companies buying out one company versus another. And um, we certainly see a lot of, you know, a lot of that. So, you know, times have changed. Yeah. It's a different world now. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, once uh, worked somewhere for five years. <laughs> yeah. <There you laughs> and go. I've been working a long time. So, yeah, I would like to go back. I'd like to be at a simpler time in history. I guess that would be a generality, but that's where I'd like to be. But I thank you for sharing that with us, Mark. And now we know Mark Silverman just a little bit better today on Getting to Know You on Saving with Silverman. Mark Silverman is a Tucson native, and his firm is right here in town. That means he's always accessible to you. Start your relationship with Mark and his team today. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman. Saving with Silverman continues now, and don't forget you can call or text 520-333-7601. 520-333-7601. Mark Silverman is the president of Silverman and Associates and your certified financial planner professional in the Tucson and Southern Arizona areas. Uh, we've been uh, talking about uh, signs to recognize good advisors, and now we're uh, moving into another portion of the program where you get to make a difference and participate. That would be our mailbag, and so, Mark, I'm going to reach in and and ask some questions that have been posed, and let's see what you have to say about it. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Let's uh, first go to Alan in Green Valley. Alan writes, I'm hesitant to pay off my house because I don't have many other tax deductions at this point, but I have $100,000 in the bank and I only owe $25,000 on the house. So it's really tempting to just pay it off. What do you think? Well, great question, Alan, and uh, hello to Green Valley. I have actually quite a few clients in Green Valley. So, but, um, you know, this is a question, and we can run analysis and, and show you which makes more sense. But I can tell you, even with the slow interest rate environment that we're in, I'm sure the interest that you're paying on your mortgage is more than the money you're earning at the bank. And so even after the deductions and those sorts of things, what it really comes down to is peace of mind. And I can make the argument that maybe it makes sense to keep the mortgage with the deduction or maybe it makes sense to pay it off. It really comes down to peace of mind. And some people like to just know that the mortgage is free and clear and it's paid off. You're still obviously going to have property taxes and insurance and upkeep of the house. Um, but for that small amount, you're probably not getting a huge deduction. So you may want to just pay it off. But if you want to come in and have us do an analysis on it, um, 
we can do that. But again, you're probably earning less on that money in the bank than the interest rate that you're paying in your mortgage. Uh, happy to have that discussion with you, but thanks for the question. All right, Tracy in Marana. I make too much money to contribute to a Roth or a traditional IRA. After I max out my 401k, where else am I supposed to save money for retirement? Well, Tracy, thanks for the question. I have uh, quite a few clients in Marana as well. You know, I have a lot of clients in in the same situation that you're in. Uh, If you are maxing out your 401k, depending on your age, it's either uh, 18,000 a year, or if you're over age 50, you can put up to 24,000. That's just your contribution. So if you are maxing that out, there are some things that we can do, uh, some other ways to maximize that money, uh, investment accounts and things like that. So uh, it it just depends. You could put an account uh, after tax money into something. Um, There's some life insurance strategies, believe it or not, where you can put money away where it actually grows tax deferred, where you can use that uh, money for in for retirement purposes. Sometimes we can even even put in some long-term care uh, coverage in there as well. So there's some other things that you can do, but if you are maxing out the 401k, congratulations, that's that's great. Most people don't, but I think you should, you know, I think that's, that's the right thing to do. But certainly give us a call. We can talk about what your other goals are, where you are in relation to retirement, um, and, and come up with some ideas for you of where to put that money. How many people heard what Tracy was doing and went, wow, I wish I could do that. So, yeah, kudos to Tracy for that. And thank you for writing in. One more from Phil in Saddlebrook. Phil says, Mark, no matter what I do, I can't seem to get my wife engaged in our financial planning. Is that okay or do I need to figure out a way to get her involved? Well, excellent question, Phil. And again, I have a lot of clients in Saddlebrook. Um, you know, this is something that comes up. At, it comes up at least once a month, I think, in our show. You know, my take is this: it's so important to get your spouse because usually there's one spouse that that's in, that's more heavily involved in the in the finances than the other. But it's key. And if you notice uh, when we talk about these things, if we have a, if somebody's married, we require both spouses to come into the meeting for one. It's a relationship business, so I'm going to be working with both people. Both are going to be clients, certainly in Arizona where it's a community property state. So we require both spouses to come in. But it's such a disservice to the other spouse if they're not involved because we'll have times where we'll have the husband say, hey, you know, uh, I handle the finances. My wife doesn't want to be bothered with this. I'm just going to come in by myself. We won't even meet with these people. We've actually turned people away where they'll come into the office. And believe it, we, we mentioned on the show when we book the appointments, even in the letter, and we'll remind them when we call to remind them of the appointment and say both spouses need to be here. But we've actually, uh, I'll, I'll turn people away if one shows up and the other one doesn't come because it's so important. And again, it's such a disservice uh, if both spouses aren't there because it's it, it's hard enough when 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 one loses another, uh, loses their life partner. The problem becomes is if they've never handled the finances or don't even know where to turn, uh, it's, it, 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 it just adds more stress. So it's important that both spouses come to the meeting where the other spouse can feel comfortable, ask questions, because that's the only way they're going to learn about this stuff, even if it doesn't interest them, but to feel comfortable who who they're working with, uh, questions they can ask if something were to happen, what do they have, where do they go, you know, all these sorts of things. And so it, it, it really is important and it really is a, a disservice when one spouse handles it and doesn't include the other the other spouse. So what I can say is this, when people come in for the first meeting, we aren't talking numbers and things like that. We really are trying to establish rapport and, and, and talk about the relationship and really what they're trying to accomplish, values and goals, not so much just the money aspect, but what's, what's important to them. And so um, it's not a boring technical conversation. We're going to be talking about PE ratios and, and know, stock charts and that sort of thing. It's not that type of conversation. And so we, it's not completely boring in my opinion. And and I do understand those conversations that maybe they've had with other advisors, but that's not what we do here. So I, I would encourage 
that, that if whoever you're working with or whoever you're meeting with, that if they're not making you bring, if both spouses aren't required to that meeting, um, they're doing a disservice to you. Because I've done this a long time, and I can tell you, it's that important. And your important point to re-underline is that you come in uh, together, and at some point, inevitably, there will only be one left. Yeah, and, 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 and the thing of it is, most people are aware of this. I've said this before, depending on which uh, mortality table you look at, but we know that women outlive men. And that could be somewhere between four to eight years. And so chances are, and I, and I tell this to people when they come in, you know, if I'm meeting with a, a respective client, a husband and wife, chances are the wife will be my quiet client longer than the husband will. Yeah. And so, you know, the argument could be made. It's more important she be there than he be there. But it's important that both of them are there. I'm not real happy that you said that. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's just a fact. <laughs> All right. Yeah, fact. it sure is. Boy, the facts of life. Love to be able to change some of those. So, Phil, I hope that that was helpful, and uh, and please uh, feel free to um, to uh, write in on the mailbags. That's something we could uh, text a question on, or something we can go to your website at savingwithsilverman.com. If I really had a question, how would I pose it to you? You can go to the website. It's the easiest way. You can call us, you can text us, or you can go to the website, submit questions on the line there. Whatever's easier. We try to make it easy for everybody. All right. Well, tell me about uh, making it easy to uh, make a financial plan for me, will you please? Sure, Steve. So what I'm going to do is, um, it's been another great show, but what I want to do at this point is I'm going to make the offer for the white paper because we really do try to help everybody. So even if you're not a potential want to work with us, that sort of thing, but we want to give you some value. I'm happy to share the white paper I wrote, the top 10 mistakes people make in retirement, which is something that I'm happy to share. All you have to do is call, call the number, text it, we need your full name as well as your email address, and we'll be happy to share that with you. No cost, no strings attached. Um, the next thing, though, is here's a simple question, and can you answer it honestly and objectively as possible? Aside from the happy hellos and how's the family and aside from the occasional lunch or golf game, I mean, I get it. I'm as much friends with so many of my clients. They become true friends over the many years. But I think the question has to be asked, especially in light of the stakes. Is your current financial advisor truly adding value beyond a doubt? Again, is your current financial advisor truly adding value? It's a valid question as a relationship or just friendship allows you not to be in a position to ask those critical questions. Are you talking about taxes? Are you talking about social security and income and diversification and insurance and estate planning and healthcare? Are you having those annual reviews? But hopefully it's more frequently than that. Is there detailed follow-up? Is there accountability? If you are, if all that is happening, congratulations because you've got yourself a great relationship and send your financial advisor a thank you. But if you're not, if you're not having that, if you're not feeling the value, if you're not having these in-depth conversations, then you owe it to yourself and really to your family to have a conversation with someone else because if you don't, you're the one that's going to suffer. You're the one that's going to pay the cost and it'll cost you in more ways than you'll probably ever know. Let us prove to you how we can help your money go further in retirement. Let us show you with our financial physical. I believe you'll be shocked at what you'll learn, and this won't cost you anything. Give us a call at 520-333-7601, 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601. Mark is your certified financial planner professional uh, and president of Silverman & Associates in the Tucson and the Southern Arizona areas, and you can take advantage and make that call to um, have that discussion and have the white paper, too. You know, one of the interesting uh, points of the white paper uh, would be um, if you consider and you can read about whether or not what you think your withdrawals in retirement would be and would they be sustainable. 
And that's part of what Mark does in the plan to make sure that you can have some income for life. Doesn't do any good, um, you know, if you think you can take out eight percent of your investment, but uh, you're not going to have any money in ten years. So you need to figure that out ahead of time. Make the call five two zero three 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 seventy six zero one. Remember, you can call or text and have that discussion with Mark five two zero three 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 seventy six zero one. Mark, it's uh, been another fun show, and man, I I really appreciate uh, your taking time to uh, kind of drill down for some of the some more things we need to think about before we have set our futures in stone and in retirement. Well, Steve, you know I'm always happy to be here, and I just want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen. I hope you receive some value, and uh, and again, stay cool out there, drink plenty of water. It, it, it's been hot. And when you no longer have a paycheck, will you still have a playcheck? Mark Silverman is your certified financial planner professional. Please call or text. Don't put it off any longer. 520-333-7601. 520-333-7601. Till next time, for Mark Silverman, I'm Steve Gramsci. You have been saving with Silverman. Thank you for joining us. Silverman and Associates Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities product, service, or investment strategy. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified advisor, tax professional, or attorney before implementing any strategy or recommendation discussed herein.